Hi, this is Deadeye Dave welcoming you to the Real Blood Podcast Network. Each Saturday, you will hear a new episode of either Reasonably Real, which is our general movie podcast, or The Cast That Drips Blood, which is our horror-focused show. On Monday, we have Reasonably Newsworthy, which is our new show where we talk about the releases that you might be interested in on DVD Tuesday. We have a rotating cast of hosts, and we definitely aren't afraid to chat. So kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page in the show description and our letterbox profiles as well. If you are interested in supporting the show, telling your friends about us is the best way to make the show expand. If you are interested in supporting us monetarily, our podcasting host Anchor allows you to do that through their website, and every dollar is appreciated, but never expected. Thank you so much for your continued support, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Cast of Drips Blood. This is one of your hosts, Deadite Dave, and joining with me today across the table is... Maniac Mike. Good deal. We're having a good time. We're uh, recording a little bit late at night. Got some cool, spooky ambiance outside. Got some crickets chirping and all sorts of good stuff. But before we get into our feature segment, which if you haven't read the title, it is Shutter Originals. So if uh, there isn't a better reason to get sponsored by Shutter than talking about some Shutter Originals, then uh, hit us up. Well, yeah, we're going to get called some shills over this one. Yeah. But I, I think this is a very fascinating topic because of the year that we're in right exactly. now. Exactly. That's why that's kind of, you're right. Um, because uh, really the first two and a half months of the year, we got new releases like in theaters. Mm-hmm. And now we're just finally seeing a new releases in theaters again. Yeah. So we've had to kind of depend on Netflix, Hulu, Shutter, Amazon, and, uh, you know, and places like Voodoo to bring out some of these independent films or, you know, very low budget films. Yeah. And obviously we're horror fans here. Uh, so we gravitate towards Shudder, probably the best streaming service for us. Uh, I would say just per dollar. I mean, it's yeah. one of the best out there anyway. I mean, it's very well curated. Um, a lot of great stuff with it. And um, I agree. It, it might on the surface seem like we're being shills to Shudder. But the reason, uh, like you said, that we're talking about it is that, I mean, this is a service that's out there. I mean, we're still in the middle of all of this crap, you know. And for $6, you can watch, uh, watch all these great movies from the yep. comfort of your home. You know, if you're not comfortable going to the theater, go see Tenet or whatever other movies are out. There's a lot of great stuff available for streaming. Mm-hmm. And I would argue a lot better of a selection than like Netflix or anything else. Netflix has more, but I think Shutter has uh, better movies. I would, I would drop Netflix in a hat if I had to choose the two, I even if they too. were the same price. Even if Netflix was the six dollars, I would choose Shutter. Actually, no, I wouldn't because my wife would kill me because then she couldn't watch Grey's Anatomy. Uh, but that ain't necessarily a problem for me. But uh, my wife killing you? I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But good times for sure. Um, but before we get started on our topic, what have you been watching, Maniac Mike? Um, well, I, I'm going to keep this short and sweet because I haven't watched all that much this week. Uh, work's been a little bit busy, and uh, the the outside life's been a little bit busy. Mm-hmm. So uh, I did watch Bill and Ted Face the Music mm-hmm. for a second time. Oh, yeah? Um, and it's still just as much fun. Mm-hmm. I, I turned around and watched it the next day, and it's so, still so much fun. Um, 
it's cliche now and everybody says this, but this truly is the kind of movie we need this year. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, just that message to be awesome to everybody and and just, you know, party on. Yeah. I was very happy with Bill and Ted face the music. Uh, Is it a great movie? No, but is it a great Bill and Ted movie? Yeah, it's pretty good Uh, as a fan. If you're a fan of the Bill and Ted movies, you will love this one. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I still stand by my seven out of 10 on that um, with a little bit of a caveat that this is a film for fans of the, of the trilogy now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. You have to be a fan of the, the yeah. previous movies. If you didn't like those, this one isn't one over. Yep. So uh, still seven out of 10. Uh, then I want to talk about a movie that just came to shutter called the shed. Okay. Um, and I had seen, well, I've seen it in Walmart a ton. I'd almost bought it at family video used. I tried to buy it, but that was rented out. And, uh, Walmart has it for like eight bucks. Okay. Yeah. I might get it. Um, and honestly, I didn't know anything about it other than it was kind of getting middling reviews, but a few people that I kind of line up with their opinions pretty liked it a lot. Yeah. So, uh, I checked it out on shutter. I had no idea what this movie was about. And I'm honestly not going to give away kind of the okay. main protagonist of the film because, like, I've, I've seen some previews for it, read some reviews, and I still didn't know. And I went in a, with a little bit of knowledge, and it kind of surprised me. Uh, I, I will say that there's a uh, a uh, getting back at the bully aspect okay. of this film that I, I kind of enjoyed, but I will say the main characters were also kind of bullies themselves. So it kind of defeated their own purpose. And, but um, it was still an interesting concept on the film and the way they actually used the shed is very interesting. Um, So it lives up to its title. Yes. A shed. Oh yes, there is. (laughs) Um, You know, and then it kind of has a little bit of a siege narrative towards the end. Dang, that sounds pretty good. I'll I'll check that one out. uh, I gave it a six out of 10. Um, it is definitely worth watching mainly for horror fans here. Um, it's extremely low budget. The acting's a little bit touch and go sometimes, but there's some good horror, some good violence, uh, some good blood and gore and a little bit of a redeeming message. Although take that with a grain of salt because I think everybody's kind of an a-hole in this movie. That's fair. So, uh, six out of 10, uh, this, this is available on DVD. You can stream it on shutter. Sweet. Um, and then I bought the big box edition 4K of Beetlejuice, and mm. that came in the uh, the handbook for the recently deceased kind of cover. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, the Beetlejuice 4K looks really, really good. Sweet. Um, is it the best 4K I've ever seen? No, it's no Blade Runner, um, but for a clean, clear, crisp picture. Um, you're not going to get a finer transfer of Beetlejuice. Okay. Uh, this is a definite step up because I have it. I own both the DVD and the Blu-ray and mm-hmm. watched them both. And this is a definite step up from both of those. Sweet. Um, yeah, which the, the standard edition is available at Walmart. Uh, I think it's 25 bucks. Uh, I don't really like paying 25 bucks for 4Ks, but I do it because they do look really good. And I yeah. want to support you know, obviously the, the best resolution format that I can. Sure. So, uh, this is one I think I'd be willing to pick up for sure. Yeah. I need a copy of it anyway. Um, I think I'm going to get this. Yeah. It's, it's really good. 
Um, and obviously the movie, it's, it's probably my favorite film of all time. It is a 10 out of 10 to me. It's, it's yeah. funny. There's moments of horror. Beetlejuice is an iconic character. Uh, it's one of Michael Keaton's best. I still hold out hope that they're going to get some of this original cast and crew together to do a sequel. Although I don't want the Beetlejuice goes to Hawaii sequel that was wrote back in the late eighties. That one I do not want. Um, Why not? Uh, what be- about goes to space? You know what? I'd watch Beetlejuice on the moon. I, I think that'd you. be quite interesting. I'd be down. Um, but speaking of the moon, and I'm going to shift gears here because okay. I, uh, I've been playing Destiny a lot, Destiny Two a lot here. There you lately. go. Right. Um, uh, which I think we actually did a mini review on the podcast years ago when the Destiny Two first came out. Yeah, I'll be. I'll, I've got just a couple brief things about some games that came out recently to talk about. But they have, and and me and you had talked about actually playing it like a year ago. Whenever they brought yeah. out the free to play version. Yeah. I finally got around to download it and playing the free to play version. And yes, you're kind of locked by some new content that you they ask you to buy. Yeah. But you can still play about 75% of the game for free. And there's a I've been playing it for about a month now. And I've I've hit some walls with some stuff that I want to do in a couple places, but there's plenty to do and plenty to keep you entertained and it's free. Yeah. Okay. Um so if you're retired or been interested, just Go to Steam, download it for free, and you'll have some some alien shooting fun. Um, I'm down with that. So I, I'm cool with that. Um, I haven't played since right before the new expansion came out, and um, I do have all the expansions up to then. And I think Destiny Two is a great game. I liked it when it came out. I've liked the expansions. Um, just the way that I play most games, um, I don't. Usually, I'm not the type of gamer who plays like one game for an extended period of time, but Destiny always kept my interest enough to actually come back to it, which is saying something because you know how I play games. Mm-hmm. Other than sports games, I'm, you know, play a game for, you know, 15 hours. Once I'm done with it, I'm done. But Destiny did have me coming back every time an expansion, expansion came out. So, I mean, that does say something. So, yep. so that's what I've been doing. That's what I've been watching. Sweet. Um, you know, other than there's some busy aspects of the personal life. But Dave, what have you been watching? I've watched some interesting stuff. Uh, I got the Severin Hall, um, and I've been watching a ton of Severin. I had a bit of a marathon, so to speak, of uh, Severin films. And to start that off, I watched Frankie and His Pals, an Intervision film about, well, Frankie and His Pals, who the plot starts where there's gold in this town, and they're trapped in a cave because of a rock slide, and Frankie farts the cave boulders out with a bunch of chili. And from there, the plot is that Frankie and his pals try and find gold in this town, but it eventually turns into a Halloween party of Frankie and his pals trying to get laid, and it doesn't really work out for them. And then eventually... You know exactly what you think is gonna happen. It's kind of bad. I kind of think. I think you'd appreciate it. I think you'd enjoy it. I think, like me, don't. The problem with this movie is you 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 probably with the trailer would expect a lot out of out of the movie. It's pretty bad. There's a reason this is obscure as it is. 
But if you keep your expectations tempered, which mine were, because I kind of knew what I was in for. If a movie like this, I've never even heard of it, and I'm pretty big into this stuff, these direct-to-video movies aren't going to be real great. And this one had its production problems. There's a reason this never got much of a release. But it's fun. That's what counts. Sorry to hijack you okay. what you've been That's watching. Fine. But this reminded me of what we just talked about right before the podcast of Grizzly 2. Yeah. Finally coming oh, yeah. out for release. Yeah, I'm excited George for Clooney, that. George Clooney, Laura Dern. Um, you know, this that's kind of in the same vein mm-hmm. as Frankie and his pals. They lost film from, I think it was 1983. Yeah. And we're finally going to be able to see it completed. And it's going to be dropping on streaming. Somewhere, I think Netflix. I'm not sure on that. Don't quote me on that. But I mean, you were talking, we're not the biggest fans of Grizzly one. Yeah. I hope uh, it's better than that. Somehow I doubt it. Well, I but hope it it's better. I, I hope it's better fun because that's my problem with Grizzly is boring as all get out. Yes. You I see agree. a bare hand swatting at stuff. The majority of the film, the, the tagline on Grizzly two, I think has us though, from when we were talking, a 16-foot-tall grizzly bear or 6-foot-tall grizzly bear attacks a rock festival in Hungary. All right, I'm down. Yeah, I'm definitely down with that. All right, sorry to hide. Oh, you're okay. No, it it is like that. that. And these restoration companies are are really, and I'm glad they're pumping these things out. So, And it helps also to set the expectations of this movie. Don't buy it thinking you're getting anything other than something that's, to watch for fans that just like to be completionists, that like to see this stuff, these weird curiosities. It is that. It's not a good film. I watched Paganini Horror, which is a good film. This is from Luigi Cosi. Um, and towards the tail end of the Italian horror movement, and unfortunately it shows, um, as some of these later Italian efforts really didn't take off, uh, like Wax Mask, stuff like that that are actually fairly decent films. It's just they never had the budget or anything to work with. And this one had a pretty limited budget. It mostly takes place in a house. It's about this band that tries to find a song, and there's uh, Paganini is, uh, Paganini um, in the movie um, as this musician who sold his soul to the devil. And there was an unreleased song that um, was made, and so the band goes and they dig up one of his songs. And so, um, of course, as you would expect it, it doesn't go real well. Dude, I wonder if Bill and Ted 3 stole this movie's premise. Yeah, it's kind of similar. <laughs> it is a little similar, actually. <laughs> Come to think of it, you're right. And um, But yeah, no, it, that's actually really funny. Um, but yeah, they, they play the song from Paganini, and it turns like a Bill and Ted mixed with deathgasm type thing where the soul of Paganini is powering up and he looks weird as you'd expect from Italian horror. It's slow. I will say there's not a crap ton going on. And I was a little disappointed with the gore because there wasn't a whole lot of it, but I think you'd like it because it is music based horror. It's weird. It's got enough of the weird Italian charm, but it's actually a good movie enjoy i do recommend checking it out i want you to make me a promise okay if we finally ever do create a metal band it is going to be named soul paganini i'm good with that all right you promised you heard it out here we're making metal band look for soul paganini i'll, I'll ask luigi Cosi. i'm friends with him on facebook i'm gonna ask him <laughs> if that's cool uh, 
But either way, next up I watched Graveyard Shift, uh, which has got a Scream Factor mm-hmm. release. This movie gets crap on all the time, and I don't really get it's it. It's not bad. And it's really a good movie. I, I, I do not get the hate for this movie because – while Maximum Overdrive has a cult following. I think this movie reminds me a lot of this. I agree. Because the movie mostly takes place in one location. Mm-hmm. You got some shady business guys. It's pretty much Maximum Overdrive. Just, frankly, it's a better movie. I don't know if it's as entertaining, but it's cool. I mean, you've got rats. They're, yeah, the rats are cute. Yep. And then you got, I don't want to spoil what exactly else mm-hmm. is down, down there, too. But it's not good. Um, don't go in the basement. Yeah, so it, it's a fun movie. Got some good performances. The characters you buy into. It's a bit soap opera-ish, um, but it's good. I mean, it, it does everything good. And, and the Scream Factory cuts good. Like, if, you're, if you want, I've, I've been trying to get these Blu-ray remasters of the King movies. Because I, I love, I try and get all the King mm-hmm. movies. Because um, I like most of the adaptations. Uh, this one's one of the more fun ones. It's one it that is. I would actually be willing to revisit. Because unlike a lot of his, it's not real ethereal or a whole lot of thought need to be going into it. Yeah, it's kind of simple. Yeah, it's just a simple premise, you know, and it's fun to watch. The exact opposite of that, I watched Tenet, which is extremely complicated um, and has confused a lot of people. I didn't personally find the story to be confusing, but I will say that the mixing on it, is what a lot of people are criticizing, where you can't hear some of the dialogue. It's done on purpose. It has is to be. accurate. It is hard to hear certain bits of dialogue. I think a lot of it's just because, frankly, they a lot of them have accents, so I had a hard time following some of it. I didn't find the story at all hard to find, though, or hard to follow. I, I really didn't. I think it's not, you know anything crazy story-wise it's touching on some beats that he had before but it's really in depth and it's it's pretty fun to figure out in my opinion i enjoyed finding the story in it and um it's not very immediately evident but i don't think it's nearly as weird or confusing as some people are making it out to be what it is though is one of the biggest movie spectacles i've ever seen like this is an event movie go see it in the theater if you can see it in the loudest theater you can i went to festus and this thing was rattling the seat. Like nice. it was, that bass was hitting. And the soundtrack is great. The score is amazing. It fits the tone. Uh, Washington is fantastic in this movie. If you wanted, if you truly wanted the Black James Bond, which I've wanted for a long time, you got it here. Like straight up. It's great. And uh, he puts on a great performance. Very Bond-esque in that way where, you know, he's very cool and collected through the whole movie. You always get this idea he's the smartest guy in the room. Because he is. And you got Robert Pattinson, who's a little bit more down to earth, but he's not at all because he's in on it all the same. And it's weird. The characters, I will say, are very typical Nolan-esque, where they're not really deep characters. They are plot devices to get the the plot moving. And his ideas of his obsession with time. Uh, they go forward. That's Nolan pretty much what they are. has an obsession with time? Yes. I never would have guessed. He does. Huh, since the inception of his films, I would have never guessed. <laughs> or Interstellar, for that yeah. matter, goes into that, too. Um, but, no, it's a great movie. I, I actually loved Tenet. And um, I probably will go see it again tomorrow. Um, I haven't fully made up my mind. It is a long movie, but it is a great movie, and I do want to see it again. Uh, next up, I watched Blood on Satan's Claw. Uh, another Severn movie. This one's fantastic. A great witch 
coven type movie uh, with some cult aspects. Fantastic. If you're looking for a good period piece, slow burn drama um, with some really great horror, check this out. This is one of those bit artsier type horror movies that Severn releases. I think it's fantastic. A must watch movie. It deserves a lot more hype than it got. Um, I watched Bloody Moon up next. Uh, Jess Franco's attempt at a slasher film. This movie is freaking rad. I really wish I would have checked this out sooner. I love Jess Franco's movies now. Like, I've seen a couple of them. The dude, say what you want about some of the content of his movies. The dude makes art, and he is an interesting artist. And, and the thing with him is he has fun with his movies. And that comes off with these. They're weird. Like, this movie is very strange, but it, it's really well made. Acting is pretty decent, but the idea is weird. These women are in a school uh, learning a foreign language, which is Spanish, which is actually Franco's native yep. language. And so you get some bad dubbing and all that stuff you'd expect. But the slasher villain's great. The kills are insane. They are so good. And, um, dude, like I'm telling you, those kills are great. And the story's good. Like the characters you actually begin to care about. And it has so much fun with it that you get, you have fun with it too. You know, you could tell that Franco and his friends are just having a good time. And that's what I think so many people like about his movies. Um, and I loved it. I think this is a great slasher. This is one that I would say is one of the better one-off slashers. Like it would probably be on a rewatch. I bet it'd be even higher. Like, I think this is one that if I had seen it sooner, I would love even more, you know, and I will continue to watch it again. Being the slasher rotation, it's a must watch for slasher fans. Next up, I watched Enigma uh, from Lucio Fulci. Uh, really weird movie. A girl gets the bad end of a prank and it doesn't go well. And so she starts killing people with her mind. So she causes supernatural stuff with her mind. So it's kind of like Patrick, kind of like Carrie. And a lot like Suspiria in tone, where it becomes pretty confusing and weird. Um, and then you just kind of go with it by the end. You're like, okay, I get what's going on, but it doesn't really make sense. So but I don't. Fulci. But I don't. Yeah, exactly. And, and, but you don't care because yeah. it's cool. And you're like, it makes sense to Fulci, so it makes sense to me. And uh, But you're right. It, it is pretty typical of Fulci. And I loved it. It yeah. was great. It was a great movie. Um, very underrated. Um, one to see for sure. Some cool gore effects. Weird stuff, as you'd expect. Animal horror, a lot of it. There's some snake exploitation. And there's definitely some snail exploitation. And the snail exploitation is awesome. I'm not kidding. Snail exploitation. Yeah, there's a death by snail scene. In fact, death by hundreds of snails. All right. Well, I've got to watch Enigma now because yeah, I'll, I'll say seen, it your way. It's, I've never seen Death by Snail, and now I kind of want to. Well, Fulci figures out a way to incorporate every animal, death by whatever, in his movies. He's got death by tarantula, death by dogs, death by, death by freaking snake, death by any number of things, snail. You know, but there's some crazy stuff in this movie, and it's fun. I do recommend checking it out. And uh, then I watched The Uncanny from Severin. Uh, this is a cat exploitation film uh, starring Peter Cushing. It's a horror anthology. These cats are mean in this movie. Man, I love cat exploitation, but they're they're mean. Man, they they don't they don't need to be doing that. And um, it's a fun movie. It's actually really well made. It reminds me of kind of the Amicus type quality. A little bit lower budget, um, but 
good stuff. I like the Uncanny a lot. I do recommend checking it out. And then other than that, I uh, started up the Avengers. It officially came out, so I did mm-hmm. play it. Similar to Destiny. A little glitchy on the beginning. I will say it's a slow start, but once it gets going, it's a pretty fun game. The story is great. Like once you actually get to the Avengers stuff, um, it's great. Um, the story's well written. Did you get it on PS4? Or what'd you get it on? I got it on Xbox. So, because I wanted the next gen upgrade mm-hmm. when it comes out, because I'm going to get the Series X um, instead of the PS5, I think. So Good. you can play my PS5 then. <laughs> I'm probably going to get the PS5 a couple months after release, but I'm planning on getting the Series X first. Oh, I've already pre-ordered it. Oh, you did? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> but I figured you were just going to play it on PC anyway. But um, no, it's it's a fun game so far. And then I got NBA 2K21. I'm not happy with NBA 2K21 at all. The, I've A lot of people complained about Madden. This is way worse. I've heard Straight up. some things about this one that are disturbing. This sucks, kind of. I, the core gameplay has changed a little bit for the worse. It's not bad. It's still a fun game to play. I love the 2K games. Their gameplay is good. There's a lot of problems. This game is heavy on microtransactions. Mm-hmm to a almost detrimental level. This is the probably the most egregious microtransactions I've ever seen in a game. Flat up. And there's ads unskippable all over the place. It feels like they're trying to grab every dollar they can. Not to mention the fact that I bought the $100 edition of the game so I can get the upgrade on next gen because I wanted... I want to have a bunch of games that I would like to play on the next gen when yep. I already get the console. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, the the game came out Friday. 2K support still has not given Xbox players who pre-ordered the $100 edition of the game the additional $40 worth of content that they paid for. The pre-orders have not um, given the VC credit, which is the in-game currency, so you can't start my career because they pretty much – you can advance in my career with VC, which is a problem. The story mode itself has microtransactions. <laughs> yes, it's it's insane. You actually level your character through VC, which if you want to start career mode, you get that VC to start, which I've been waiting to start my career mode with that currency. They don't give you your My Team packs. You don't get your shoes and all the, the crap that you get with the pre-order because there's an error and they haven't fixed it. And there's apparently no end in sight. So if you're listening to this, buyer beware. Do not get NBA 2K21. The gameplay changes are tweaked for the worse, I think. Um, I hope this game gets patched because I bought it and now I'm in. Because mm-hmm. um, I bought the digital edition, again, so I could upgrade next gen. Uh, it's fun. I'm still having a good time with it, but I would say just Half keep the your, game's not available to you. Keep yet, your, keep your, exactly. Keep, keep 2K20 for now. Yeah. Um, it's pretty disappointing. I'm I'm very disappointed with 2K in this game. Well, I think even the cover star Damian Lillard, Lillard <laughs> Damian Lillard has uh, came out about it, and he's like, "Yeah, this isn't good." <laughs> That's um, sad. Well, if this tells you anything, I think 2K20, I and I think it's still going is on a ten dollar sale right now. Yeah, I pick it up. I Digitally. mean, it's worth it for that. And the game, frankly, 2K21. If you haven't played 2K20, is still a really good game and worth you know, $60, I guess, when it comes out. If you've not played any of the other ones, there's not a whole lot of changes, and the changes that are there are not good because um, the gameplay really needs tweaked. I 
A lot of people are saying the shooting's okay. I don't think it is. I don't like the system as well as it was. But so there's been know. a there's been a lot of poo thrown at Madden this year for kind of doing the same thing. Not not with the yeah. microtransaction is a bad, but kind of just it's <clears throat> last year's Madden just with an updated roster and there's not a lot of changes to see for me. I'm not in that camp. I I hear it. A lot of people are complaining about franchise mode not being updated as much. I think they're going to work on it. I get the complaints for it. But they added new modes completely. Like there's now the yard, which is a really cool mode. The story mode is what a lot of people are complaining about on that, which seems to be a swing and a miss. I never play them. Um, But apparently it sucks bad. They tried to add college and high school stuff, and there's a lot of glitches with it. But the yard's great. It's a whole new mode that you can spend hours on, and it's really fun. And um, Ultimate Team this year is pretty decent. I know it's got a lot of microtransactions, but you can have a decent team without paying any money. Um, I think it's a fun game. 2K21, I, I can disagree with. I will say that one I'm not a, not as happy with. Right. So if you're willing to spend money, get, get Avengers maybe instead. But even it's heavy on microtransactions. I don't know, know about it either. Or play Destiny for free. You can play Destiny for free and probably get more content than either one of them. Mm-hmm. So there you go. There's your option. Play Destiny, I guess. <laughs> but either way, that's what I've been doing. So either way, we'll get into our main segment. All right. So we're going into our main segment of this uh, show, which is Shutter Original Films. There's a pretty good amount of them. Shutter is actually a fairly recent service. Um, so there's their catalog is still growing, um, but they've even at their start, their originals came out hot. One of their first originals. We'll get right into it. Revenge. It is their first original, apparently. Yeah, that movie's great. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, that movie splashed hard. Um, I know a lot of people loved it uh, when it first came out. I would say, say one of the one best, of if ones. not the best. Uh, revenge type movies of that genre. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's got that psychedelic aspect, like, mm-hmm. you know, right there in the middle of the film. That's pretty yeah. cool. And it's, and it's done really well. Yeah. Really, really well. Um, next it's gruesome too. Oh dude, that movie is one of, very violent. It's a uh, very similar to inside with the level of blood. that This thing yeah. shows out. So that's pretty crazy. Um, next up, is Satan's Slaves. Uh, that's a 2018 movie from the director of Impedagore. Great movie. Uh, that'll show up on my list. I have a list of the movies. Have you seen this one yet? Nope. It is worth watching. Uh, Indonesian horror film. It's actually a remake of a movie that's out from Severin called Satan's Slave, which I do not like a whole <coughs> lot, if I'm being honest. But this is a great remake of it. Really cool idea. Um, I, I don't want to spoil what it's actually about. I do recommend checking it out. Next up is Terrified. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. Yeah. Um, this I, I I think I was one of the first ones to watch it out of the group yeah. because I had heard about it on a on a different mm-hmm. podcast, and it's a South American horror film. Yeah. Um, and it's it's kind of weird because it's a neighborhood horror film. Yeah. Like it's not about just. Like, you know, one house, one house or one person. It's kind of a neighborhood. Yeah. Um, Almost an anthology type thing. Yeah. Um, but it's got a really disturbing scene in a, in a dining room. Oh, my um, gosh. 
Terrified's really good. I will say Terrified's one of those movies we we talk about it all quite often that it, it's horror in its traditional sense. Yeah. Where this movie creeped me out. Oh yeah. It was very creepy. A uh, great movie. Uh, the Witch in the Window, one I haven't seen yet. Um, I've heard fairly average things about yeah, it. I've heard it's I've heard it's it's you know just mediocre. But one I will eventually check out. Uh, next up, I'm seeing The Ranger. From May 9th, 2019. The Ranger's not bad. I like it. Uh, some punk rock horror. It's a, It wasn't... I don't think it worked fully well for yep. what it was going for, but it is a decent enough movie. Party Hard, Die Young. I have not seen this one. I did not like this movie. I want to rewatch it. I own it now on DVD. I try and buy all of these that I can on yep. DVD. Um, so I didn't like it. It was the music kind of annoyed me. It's one of those party movies where they're kind of partying and they got, yeah, the, the EDM type, the whole movie, blaring EDMs, neon lights. And I'm like, yeah, I've had enough of this. Yep. There's a reason I don't do that lifestyle. And it's because this shit annoys me. <laughs> <laughs> so either way, uh, next up is Dead Detectives. See that one, I I I've stumbled across that one too. Whenever I was kind of getting a list together, I'd never even actually heard of this one. This one I haven't seen, but I've heard. I, I want to go back and watch this one. Yep. I've heard great things, and I've heard it for a long time. I just forgot it existed. Yep. Some of these I missed, and then haven't went back to because there's so much to watch on mm -hmm. the service. This one I've heard great things. I've heard it's fun, uh, very funny. Uh, one that. People liked even before this. I, I want to say it's a foreign film originally mm -hmm. that came to Shudder. I, I will say that about Shudder is they help produce a lot of foreign horror. Oh, yeah. From they do. Korea, South America, Europe. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they really help produce a, a lot of foreign films. And I, and I yeah. like that. Yeah, I do too. And a lot of them work out well. Yeah. You know, we can watch these foreign horror films in Podunk, Missouri. So. Yeah. Which is always a good time. Uh, next up is Gwen, a witch exploitation movie. Uh, it was okay. Yeah, I, I call it the witch exploitation because it's very much in that style of yep. filmmaking. Very fun, uh, not a fun movie. It's a slow moving drama with some horror elements. I liked it, didn't love it. Bells of Booth, one I haven't seen from Mexico. I haven't seen that one either. I own it. I do have the DVD for this one. I will check this one out for sure. Um, next up is The Wrath. I think another one I do have, South Korea. Yeah, film. this is a Korean film. I haven't seen it, but uh, it does look pretty interesting. Christmas Presents. This I don't one I'm see very interested in. I haven't watched it yet, yeah. but I'm always down with some Christmas horror. Yep. And I like that title, Christmas Presents. Yeah. That's a great title. The Marshes, an Australian horror film. Mm -hmm. I have this one. Again, haven't watched it. I, I kind of... For whatever reason, I missed a, just a grouping mm -hmm. of these here, and I don't really know why. But then it picks up where I've seen pretty much everything again. Yep. Um, but uh, up next is Dogs Don't Wear Pants, uh, BDSM kind of drama movie. Uh, this one I, I've no, I know about it. I've heard of it. I'm going to avoid this uh, one because this yeah. one's not up my alley. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. I have no idea you know, what to think of it, but it does look at least interesting. Jessica Forever, a sci-fi drama uh, from France. So that's always good. Um, next up is The Room, not to be confused with uh, Tommy Wiseau's Tommy The Wiseau. Room. 
Uh, I've actually started this movie. I'm about I'm about halfway through. So far, I've got to say it's kind of generic. Yeah, it's it's a by the numbers horror movie. What once the main plot is laid out, which takes about ten minutes, you can you know exactly what's going to happen and where it's leading up to. Yeah, and so far it has not surprised me. <laughs> so um, it's not bad. Yeah. It's just a by the numbers horror movie. Sure. Um, zero point zero. Um, I haven't watched that one. South Korean horror, Monstrum, another South Korean horror. Monstrum, I've heard, is very good. It looks good. Uh, Warning, do not play. Another South Korean horror mm-hmm. film. Uh, Scare Package. We have seen this one. Yep. A pretty decent horror anthology. It's okay. Uh, it has its ups and downs. That is true. Metamorphosis, South Korean horror. Mm-hmm. The Beach House. Whoa. It's all right. No, this one's great. <laughs> it is pretty good. Um, Lake of Death. I didn't watch this one. This is Nor- Norway. Yep. Um, I don't know if this one's any good. I've heard not great things. But um, up next is Impetigore, an Indonesian horror film. This one good. is really good. Um, Host. Of course, that one's good. For Host is amazing. And uh, La Llorona. This one's listed as a political horror drama, and I 100% agree with that. Um, from Guatemala. Um, there's some interesting other genres that it touches on, some upcoming ones, documentaries, uh, horror noir. Horror noir is really, really good. Oh, it's amazing. I, I do love that documentary. Cursed Films, a documentary series. Cursed Films is another really good one. Um, and of course, The Last Drive-In, uh, which is the yes. reason a lot of people are purchasing it. Um, the Core, which is apparently a talk show type thing that I'm not even uh, familiar with. Creep show, they have the access to that. Creep mm-hmm. show is great. That first season was great. The Deadlands, Dead Wax, and Missions are some of the scripted titles. And I, that list was from Wikipedia. So check that out if you want to access it. It was missing some. Yep. Some, so I'll let you get into your list. Some other films that we'll talk about is Blood Quantum. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the Native American zombie movie. Um, great movie. Yep. It's really good. Um, definitely worth a are watch. These, are these in order? No, 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 no. These okay. are these are just ones I, I kind of threw together um, mm. uh, of ones that I've seen that I know are really good. Yeah. Uh, but Blood Quantum, it's a like I said, it's a Native American zombie movie. puts a new spin on the zombie affliction, and uh, plenty of blood, guts, violence, and practical effects to keep any horror fan entertained, and a pretty good story. I really like this one. Um, you know, honor and sacrifice, obviously, with Native American culture is a big thing. And, mm-hmm. and I think, from what I know, they do it some justice. Um, Z. Um, earlier I was talking about The Room being a by-the-numbers horror movie. Z is, too, up until the end. Yeah. And the yeah. end tries to throw it on its ear. Doesn't quite accomplish what it's trying to do. Yeah. But still worth a watch. I gave it a 6 out of 10. Yeah. Um it's all right. Yeah. And then, um, oh, Blood Machine. Uh, kind of a, a mini series, uh, psychedelic, that movie's weird, crazy. weird thing. Uh, you, you said it best where this needs to be the background of like a psychedelic metal song. Yeah. Uh, this definitely. needs to be a music video. And I agree with that. You know, you got weird biomechanical spaceships. And it's the acting is bad. Yes. 
Um, <laughs> but the visuals are pretty good, especially yeah. given like its budget. It takes a while. I did not like the visuals of the first episode. I thought it was way too CGI heavy and it looked kind of goofy. But once it really started going off with its visual style and really leaned into it, then it was really fun. Yep. And it was at its best when it had music playing. Yeah, uh, Carpenter Brut, I think, is the name of the, the group. Their score, pretty good. Um, and it worked at its best when it was playing music and there was just visuals and you're like, okay, you know, I'll just accept whatever the heck is going on here. See, I can't help but picture a Rush album playing over top of this. Yeah, I'd be good with that. That would work for sure. I, I mean, I'm thinking like, you know, any like, number of good progressive rock, progressive you know, like metal. Twenty one twelve overture from Rush. Yeah. You play that over this. It's like, oh, that 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 might be really good. Yeah, it'd be good. I mean, I would if it were me, I'd pick something pretty heavy, you know, because the movie does have that kind of gory, yeah, weird vibe. I, I would say some industrial metal would go well, some fear factory, maybe. Um some or daughters. Daughters would definitely be crazy. Um, or, or just even any number of Born of Osiris, some of the more, yeah. you know, sci-fi tinge stuff. stuff, yeah, would work for it. But the, the point of it is the best way to watch this one is with the music. And I think the first episode was not good. Yeah. So stick it through because it actually does get pretty good. Yeah, it, it got better as it went along. I agree. Um, another thing that they had was uh, the Critters kind of mini series. Oh, yeah, they did have that. Um, and I still say, because they had a President Critter, they still needed to put a blonde wig on him. That would have been really funny. All right. They needed to, for everybody's sake. I think that would have been amazing. That would have been hilarious. Um, but, yeah, th those are just a few that we had kind of talked about that um, – and I do have a list if you want to list. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I've got a top ten list. If you want to start with yours, we'll do our typical uh, style of, of list. So what's your number ten? Uh, my number ten um, is Scare Package. Okay. Um, and this normally wouldn't make my list, uh, but it's kind of the presentation. Watch the Joe Bob version of this. Yeah, it's really fun that way. And, and speaking of Joe Bob, another movie that's – Kind of a Shutter original, uh, but kind of not. Say it with me, Hogzilla, Hogzilla, Hogzilla. Uh, you know, Shutter and, and pretty much Darcy the male girl. Yeah, uh, really championed this film to get it out. Uh, so still, prop, mad props to that woman. Uh, she works some magic on that. Yeah, and uh, Shutter pretty much. I, I don't know if you they'd really get a producing role. But they did bring that movie out of obscurity and into the light. I'm not saying it might have, it should have went into the light. It, it, it probably could have stayed in, in obscurity. But it is entertaining yeah. to those folks that love poop cinema. Because that's what this is. This, in my this, opinion, the, even with bad cinema lovers, this is going to be boring if you don't like Joe Bob. Yeah. You have to like Joe Bob yeah. to enjoy this movie. And the only way, in my opinion, to watch it is the Joe Bob episode as a whole with it. Otherwise, this is a boring as tears, terrible creature feature that is best. With that episode, it's a great time. Don't and, get me wrong. And may I suggest stealing a page out of Joe Bob's book. Uh, I think it was during his Phantasm Christmas special. 
He said there's two different styles to watch his Christmas special, Texas style with your whiskey or Colorado style with your uh, legal herbs that Colorado has. Uh, Texas yeah. style for me. So, you know, watch Hogzilla That's Texas all, style. I agree. You have to be intoxicated to enjoy this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but my, my number 10 is Scare Package, and it is for Joe Bob. Yeah. He does star in this film. And uh, it was a great presentation. See, I actually liked this one more than you did. Um, I would buy this one for sure yep. if I saw a physical. I, I like it on its own, but I, I agree. Probably best watched with Joe Bob. Yep. I, I really only liked about two of the shorts out of it. So Okay, that's fair. So my, uh, my number 10, man, this is an incredible list because it's crazy to say this is my number 10, is Blood Quantum. Oh, holy smokes. All right. Yeah, and that's an 8 out of 10. <laughs> so, so honestly, my top 10, all of these 10 movies are some of the better horror movies of this decade. Mm-hmm. Um, Blood Quantum's great. Yeah. Um, great low-budget horror film. I really love Blood Quantum, so check it out. We've talked about it a ton recently. I know we actually – I think you had covered this on our um, Why Haven't You Seen This Yet mm-hmm. uh, recently. So that's my number 10. All right. Uh, my number nine, and it is because this was so low budget and they literally swung for the fences. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't think they quite made it to the fence, but I think they hit the warning track pretty hard. Uh, but that, that is Blood Machines. Uh, there you go. Just how out there this is. I, I could see this being very Lynchian-esque in, yeah. in the future. You know what I mean? If, if they continue this. And I don't know if yeah. they are. I don't know if this is kind of a one-off proof of concept, but I, I got. I'd like to see it. just a full feature film. You know, yeah. them just go go with it and take the best aspects of the series and some of the feedback and make a good movie out of yeah. it. I agree. I, I think it's well worth putting on a list for sure. Yep. So, my number nine is Cursed Films, uh, the docu series. <laughs> yeah, seriously, this list is insane. Um, I love Cursed Films. It's a great docu-series. I will say, I think some of it's better episode. It gets better as it goes because it's actually a full narrative throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, I hate to, you know, uh, put up a, another podcast on our podcast, but uh, Horror Movie Podcast had a great interview with the Cursed Films director yep. about the proof of concept of this. It really was. And it's really episode. good. It's a great episode. I do recommend checking it out. And I'm just kind of kidding about hating to promote other podcasts. They're, they're casting good. I do recommend checking that episode out. It actually adds a little bit more context mm-hmm. to Cursed Films yep. and uh, probably improves it a little bit just to kind of know, you know, the intention. And uh, I, I do think it's a great series. And I'm trying to find the physical. It exists, but it's unfortunately it's not available at my local Walmart. So I'm trying to find it. I didn't know it was available on physical. It just got a physical. Oh, cool. Cool. Um, I kind of cheated with this one. Uh, my number eight, it's mm-hmm. not an original, but it is an exclusive. That's Daniel Isn't Real. Okay. Uh, I know we didn't talk about it in the originals because it's really kind of not, but it kind of is as well. I don't think it's available anywhere else to my no. knowledge. So. Um, and it is probably a movie that will probably never be available anywhere else. Yeah. Um, it's a small movie, but it's a weird look uh-huh. into a isn't he or is he, you know, something mentally wrong with him. Yeah. Um, and, and it's a cool look into that and, and ask that question very well. It's so. great. Uh, I think it's a great movie. Yeah. 
uh, cool creature things yes. in it that look great. I love this movie. I'm down with that. I'm glad you brought it up. Daniel isn't real is great. My next one, again, I hate to say it, it's Host. <laughs> son of a gun, where's your list going, son? Uh, but Host is fantastic. You know, we've talked about it a bunch, too, recently. Great technological horror. My number eight is Host. All right. Uh, number seven is, as much as I hate to put it down this low, it's going to be The Beach House. Mm-hmm. Um, really enjoyable film. Uh, it's got some good psychedelic imagery in this one. Yeah. Um, I guess I needed, I guess I was a stoner in another life or something. I don't know. Um, I'm definitely not in this one, but, uh, I'll stick with Texas style, but uh, the beach house, it's, it's got a, like we talked about last week, uh, shout out our, our David's birthday, Lovecraftian horror podcast. Uh, the beach house made it on there. It's got some very big Lovecraft, uh, inspired elements. Yep. Uh, it's a good movie. So number seven, Beach House. My number seven is, uh, and it comes as no surprise to anyone who follows me much, is Kuso. (laughs) (laughs) I am obsessed with this movie. If I had to rate this movie based on how many times I've watched it, I've seen Kuso about eight times. I've watched this movie a lot. Um, Something about it. It's funny, weird, nasty. But really unique. Uh, I love Kuso. I get why people, some people would hate it. But I do think there's an amazing amount of craft to this movie. And it shouldn't be completely dismissed because it's just a nasty movie. It really is quality stuff. And uh, I recommend horror fans to test their limits with Kuso. At least once. Yep. All right. So that's my number seven is Kuso. Uh, my number six is going to be Revenge. Oh, um, it's a great revenge film. Um, so nasty and violent. It is, uh, it's not the type of film I would normally watch, uh, but it's very good. Revenge. Yeah, revenge is great. Yeah. I'm down with uh, that. It's well acted. Our female lead. Oh yeah. Totally kicks ass in this film. Yeah, she's great. Uh, I agree with that. I agree with everything you just said. Revenge is great. I'm sure that'll pop up on my list. I have no doubt. So my number six, Revenge. My number six is Terrified. Uh, Again, fantastic. Really cool and unique visuals, Mm -hmm. unique story. And the way they play off the kind of haunted house vibes are really unique and really scary. This movie got, this movie kind of creeped me out. I'm not even going to lie. So that's my number six is Terrified. My number five is Terrified. Whoa! <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I echo your same sentiment. And just check this out. Yeah, no, I, I hear it, you. It's a movie that when it came out, it got a lot of hype and buzz, and then it just literally died. Yeah. I don't hear much about this film. And this film, I think, in 10, 15, 20 years will be talked about. I agree. I agree 100%. There is a physical of this and Blood mm-hmm. Quantum that just came out and yep. Z. Yep, uh, just came out. So I think I'm going to pick up this Terrified when I go uh, sometime this week uh, and get that. Cause, uh, but my next up, is, my number five, is Satan's Slaves. So, again, fantastic take. I don't want to spoil what this movie's about because the plot doesn't give it away. Recommend going into it as blind as possible. It is subtitled, but it's well worth watching. 
This director is great at incorporating drama, interesting characters, and legitimately creepy horror into uh, their movies. This is a great film, and I believe it's their debut horror film, which is a really great feat. This movie is awesome. I give it an 8 out of 10. Satan Slaves is well worth checking out. All right. So my number four is Cursed Films. I like that Ooh, documentary. Yeah. Uh, to be totally honest, I there was really only two episodes where I, I learned a whole lot. Yeah. Um, and that was uh, one of them was the Omen episode. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know about some of that stuff. I, yeah. I thought it was really interesting. Um, and right off the top of my head, I forget the other episode. Uh, but they, they have a poultry guys, or not a poultry guys, a poltergeist <laughs> episode, um, which is good. But I, I think a lot of people know that story. Yeah. Uh, you know, and they have a Twilight Zone episode, the movie. Uh, I think a lot of people know that story. Still my favorite episode, though. Oh, that one was. Yeah. Personally, because I, I think it fulfilled the vision yeah. of that series. Oh, I, I remember my, uh, the, the other one was The Exorcist. Um, yeah. And that was actually my favorite one, because that's whenever they brought in like, sorry if this offends anybody out there, but quote unquote, like black magicians. Yeah. Like people who thought they were real demonic uh, yeah. magicians or whatever. Um, but I, I thought them going that extra mile to actually try to tell a different side of this was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so the, uh, my number four, Cursed Films, uh, I, I gave this one a 10. Uh, yeah, it, it's really good. Yeah, I'm not going to deny that one one bit. That's a good film. My number four, two films in a row from the same director, Impetigore. You need to see it. It's this one's great. It has a good story, a unique location, which I could say the same thing about Satan Slave. This movie's great. Yeah, got some great horror. I, I this movie would be a nine out of ten had this movie cut off like two or three minutes before it did. <laughs> uh, I hate to say it. It's one of those movies where it has an ending and then it has another ending and you're like, Why'd yeah, I could have used the first ending, yeah. <laughs> but it's still really good. I do recommend checking it out. Um, and Pedagore is great. hundred percent recommend checking that out. Right on. Uh, my number three is horror noir. Ooh, uh, it's the, the history of black cinema and horror. Uh, tons of really good interviews. Oh yeah, and uh, telling some stories we didn't, we never knew about, never yeah. heard about in some of these films and some of these actresses and actors. Uh, very, very well done documentary. I yeah. love it. Uh, it is a really good time. This one's another one that I gave a ten out of ten to. Um, and and there's Person. only I think two tens on this whole list, and that is Cursed Films and Horror Noir. Yeah. Um, Great documentary. So that's saying something because I there's not a whole lot of tens on any other services original output either. Yeah. To keep in mind, I mean that, that's a that's a high score. Yep. You know, but I hear you for sure. My uh, number three is Revenge. We talked about it. Nice. Um, I do love Revenge. I, I have this movie. I love the score. I think I own the score actually too. I think you do too. Don't you have um, one vinyl or something? Mm-hmm. I have one of the like special releases of it. Yeah. And I just love this movie. It's a great, I think it's a good empowering story in a way that is told in a very unique way. And I think it's a uh, female director 
really showing off what they can do in a genre that frankly I think should be directed by women for the subject matter. You know what I mean? If any genre is supposed to be directed by women, I think it's the uh, rape revenge movies because frankly, as men, we don't understand that experience, you know, of a, you know, a female going through, through that. So I do think that this movie took some interesting experiences it actually played with the male gaze element of it too, you know, and played on a lot of different elements of like, you know, women have to, you know, add clothes to become more powerful. But this movie, the female director is like, I see that trope and I think it's stupid. This chick is more powerful when she's on in less clothes. You know, it took every stereotype of these movies, threw it out the window and goes and gives it the finger and it has a good time with it. You know, so it's not just a message movie. It's a great time too. So I really do recommend checking out Revenge. It's great. Yep. Uh, my number two is Blood Quantum. Whoa. Uh, we talked about it earlier. It's a Native American zombie jam. Uh, blood Probably gets guts. better with every watch, too. Yeah, I, I've only watched it the one time, but I'd sit down and watch it again right now. Yeah. Uh, great practical effects, some pretty good storytelling. Uh, some good animation in it, too, in, yeah, in a couple cool. of scenes. Uh, some really good animation. Um, some good action as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one of the older Native Americans that is great with a samurai sword or a katana. That's what it looks like, at least. Um, so my, my number two is Blood Quantum. Go watch that film. Um, yes, it's a zombie movie. I know people think zombie movies are played out, and I agree, they can be. But this one's a new spin on it. Really enjoyed it. I agree. My uh, number two is Horror Noir. Nice. I think we're going to end up touching on a lot of the similar ones here. Um, but I think Horror Noir is a fantastic documentary. Um, again, great interviews. Um, and it tells some stories that, frankly, from my perspective, I didn't see in all of these mm-hmm. movies. And I think that's really powerful that a documentary really changes your perspective of not just horror, but just an entire movement of cinema, you know, like the uh, black exploitation flicks and stuff like that. It really changed my perspective on, you know, some of those movies and, and the thoughts of them at the time. So I do recommend checking out Horror Noir. And my number one is actually one of their newest because it was original and very suitable to the times we currently live in. Uh, and that is Host. A simple zoom call movie you know it's told totally through zoom mm-hmm. of friends that get together and they hang out once a week and this week they just be, happen to be doing a seance over zoom and it there's it, it, and it goes crazy and there's some traditional old school style yeah. scares in it with lights and sounds and shadows yeah. and i always love that stuff that's that's yeah. one reason why i like like older 40s, 50s, 60s horror movies. Um, you know, a lot of those are very traditional filmmaking that is they use to scare you. This one does the same thing. And there is a little bit of CGI and stuff like that in it, mm-hmm. uh, but it's very limited. Um, and honestly, it just it blew me away. Uh, really enjoy it. Um, I've actually watched it twice now. Oh, God. Um, and I've recommended this to two or three people. One person did watch it, and he enjoyed it, too. Yeah. So he said it reminded him a lot of the Paranormal Activity movies, which it does. Yeah. 
um, just with a, a kind of a different flavor and spin. And I think one of the reasons why I liked it is because it literally is portraying what we're going through now. Yeah. I mean, I've been on Zoom meetings at work. Uh, a lot of my meetings get either canceled or postponed now due to uh, the current COVID crisis. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it was just kind of refreshing to see a horror movie set in that. Mm-hmm. So uh, my number one is Host. Go see it. Yeah, definitely some good lists. Um, those are 10 movies. Um, a lot of them are shared, but in different places. But, I mean, frankly, I mean, that the list of movies we just talked about that are all worth watching, mm-hmm. 100%. They're worth subscribing to this, the service alone for. Yep. Much less the fact that they got a great selection of just straight-up 80s, 90s, 2000s classic horror films. Yep. This is, we only talked about their movies that they had a hand in bringing out. Yeah. Then there's an, a huge lineup. They're, the majority of their films are movies that are out and just popular in the horror sphere. Yep. So those movies alone, though, are worth checking out. You know, not to mention, you know, they have a whole subgenre of Argento classics. I think they got nine or ten movies in there. Yeah, they got a ton of Argento's movies. Uh, they got some Fulci in there. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they have uh, a bunch of, they call them slashics. Yeah. The, the classic slashers. And they've done a better job of not showing the mutilator all day, every day. Uh, yeah. the slash or, or the, channel. the, uh, the madman and the prowler and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they've gotten a, gotten a bit better about that. I love that shutter TV feature too. They have kicked off their 61 days of Halloween. Ooh. Um, and mm-hmm. I do believe last night on shutter TV, they debuted, one of our recent favorites talked about again last week for a plug for our Lovecraftian horror episode, um, color out of space. Dang freaking right, dude. Color out of space is worth the service alone, man. Yep, it is available on there right now. Uh, sir, that, that, that is great. Great news. Freaking amazing movie too. Yep. Good stuff. So, I mean, that's a lot to watch. Um, I know we, we talk about shutter a lot, but I think as horror fans, it's something we should be excited for promote. And, you know, tell our friends about, because our horror is growing. And, you know, what better way to bring, you know, if you're interested in getting into horror, there's not a better service to have than Shudder. For $6, you can get a dang good introduction to the horror genre. Or you can get you a, a foot-long subway, have your pick. Something that'll, yeah, you know, entertain you for 20 minutes or something that'll entertain you for literally thousands upon thousands of hours yeah and trust me i'm sure y'all can find something to dump in favor of shutter that you pay monthly for that you probably don't even know you pay monthly for yeah netflix is one of them if you can afford it um but unfortunately many many of us are hooked on one show uh to keep it i would keep it for just stranger things but i'd only subscribe for the month that stranger things was out and it's not even out anytime soon, so. I keep it for Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. And, and Grey's Anatomy is a decent show. Don't get me wrong. But I just like it because every once in a while, somebody comes in like encased in concrete. That's kind of cool. That is cool. Or like you get a, a, a tree branch through somebody's skull and they remove it. And that's pretty cool. That's kind of scary. But <laughs> that's some horror. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, either way. Our, the point is is that as horror fans, the reason we talk about Shudder a lot, 
I think is because it's a great value for horror fans. I think there's a lot of new horror fans that are out there. Mm-hmm. And if you are one of them, one of the best ways is to subscribe to Shudder. And, and I'm not just saying that because obviously we actually are not paid, believe it or not, no. by Shudder. We've not even been contacted by Shudder. But if you're listening, we made an no. entire episode about you. So I'm just saying, uh, not that y'all are indebted to us, but y'all owe us. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, at least send us like some Taco Bell gift cards. Dude, we do love Taco Bell. Yeah. Or, or a free membership. Actually, Shudder's been really good about giving 30 days. Oh, dude, yeah. Whenever the COVID madness was first going on. Like, I remember I, I, I kind of... Uh, I didn't raffle it off, but I had a giveaway for a 30-day free code to Shutter. Yeah. Literally the day after I gave that code away, you know, just by somebody answering a trivia question, yeah. Shutter came out and put free codes all over Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and said, right. here, 30 days on us due to COVID. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're great about that. Yeah. And, and all the most of the DVDs you buy that are Shutter originals yep. or Shutter exclusives, free 30 days. Yeah, I've got a ton of those. Yeah, I've got a couple of them I need to give away to people. So, yeah, if you're interested in them, I'm sure we can find scrounge some up. So let us know. Yep. Um, but frankly, it doesn't even need a trial. Just get it. If if you're listening to this show, you're a horror fan. You need to get it. Yep. Plus, you got Joe Bob's Halloween coming up. Yep. Uh, Joe Bob's Christmas. I don't know if he's going to do a Thanksgiving marathon this year. I think he is. He might. But, I don't uh, know. I, the last Thanksgiving one was very interesting. I got to sit through Dead Alive. He did Texas Chainsaw, Dead Alive, and The Hills Have Eyes. I'm not going to lie. That was probably one of the hardest to sit through on. That's probably the only one I didn't like from him because I don't like Dead Alive, and I really don't like Hills Have Eyes. And I think he did one more. Yeah, it was The Dinners of Death, and, yeah. and he did Texas Chainsaw. Is what it I know he did it. Dead Alive because I remember that. Because I remember the Peter Jackson movie. No, no, um, Dead or Alive. Dead or Alive. Sorry. Yes, sorry. Uh, uh, with uh, Takashi Miike film, yeah, which Mike I think film. sucks. And uh, and then The Hills Have Eyes, I really dislike. Uh, yeah, I, it's hot not take my for sure. Well, we're gonna do an episode, I think, about. Then he did Blood Rage. He did, yeah, he did, he did Blood he did Rage. That was that was great. That yeah. was great. Blood yeah, he Rage did it, and he hated it. Although he liked yeah. Hills Have Eyes, which I get it. It's a horror classic. And people have their rose-colored glasses for that movie. The interview with Michael Berryman. Oh, yeah. That, that makes awesome. it worth watching it. That's the only way. I'm sorry. I hate that movie, actually. I'm not the biggest fan of it either. I, to be honest. I think it's like a five or a six at the at best. But Berryman's awesome. I, I oh, like Berryman's that great. Yeah. yeah he's uh, cool and if too. you want more Berryman, uh, a documentary that we just talked about called uh, uh, the, the, the Scary Movie Documentary we talked about. <laughs> you're talking about cursed, cursed films, films. Yeah, he's on, yeah he is on cursed films yeah he's on the crow episode because yeah. he was actually slated to be in that film before they tragically had to cut his character due to the untimely death of uh brandon lee yeah so. which is very sad yep so either way i guess we're closing off this episode um until next time we you know hope y'all listen and have a good time so watch some shutter originals you got anything you want to add before we close this off peace all right And that concludes our show. We hope you've really enjoyed it. If you did, don't forget to leave us a review. Find us on Facebook. But one of the most powerful ways that we can expand our audience and the show is for you to tell your friends about us. You know, if they love movies and you love movies, 
hopefully they love our podcast too. So we would love to hear uh, you spreading the word of our show to all of your friends and uh, tell them about our community. If they have any questions about movies, we could save them some money on some of the bad ones and tell them what uh, maybe they should watch. Uh, But either way, until next time, we hope to see you all again.